Hello and welcome to Shaken Not Noob, the podcast that made it another year without being impeached. Although, we are still facing several court cases for multiple counts of embezzlement and treason that may impact our candidacy in the next election. I am your Supreme Leader for Life, Fuzzy Dan, and joining me today is a man who provides all my legal and illegal advice, the Right Honourable Duty Dutram. How are we, sir? All settled in the court, uh, the court of, we're recording this remotely, talking about video games, all settled. <laughs> I'm just glad that we have no actual legal proceedings, I just want to make that clear, yep. no actual legal proceedings are ongoing at the moment, they've all been settled out of court, it's fine. <laughs> we're not in trouble with any of our friends in the publishing dis- uh, business uh, at all. That we know of. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine, no. I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> we will see. We'll see. We'll see by the end of this episode exactly how much trouble we're going to get into. Uh, look, this week we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of new things that are coming up for the period of 2021, which is the year of our Lord that we are in currently. Uh, last week we did the review of the 2020 games. This is all about our most anticipated games for this year. Um, we're excited to talk about some of these new games coming up. I'm very excited about them. Uh, we do have a bunch of news that I want to talk about as so uh, as well, Dirty, because so. So much has been going on this last couple of weeks. We need to get to it. Well, there, there is some things that I'm very, very, very excited for. Yes, let's let's talk about them. And I know the one that you're most excited about is the news we received this week from Razer. Now, um, as everybody knows, Razer makes really fantastic game gear. If you don't have a bunch of Razer game gear, you've probably not got the best of the best. They do some amazing stuff. They are now doing face masks. Did you see this? Have you not seen this? Oh my god, it's crazy. Um, so now everybody has to wear face masks. Razor have gone, hey, you know what we can do? We can make them. Um, and they're doing plastic face shields uh, that have um, all sorts of gizmos and gadgets going on. Uh, they've got a clear plastic shield uh, with filters in them. Uh, they've even got colours so you can make your, your face mask go different colours. <laughs> and how much are these? <laughs> <laughs> and how much? I do not know. I don't think they've got a price tag at this stage, um, but they are about to let them out. So they, they do have um, the Razer Chroma RGB associated with it. Um, they've got their own portable charging cases with ultraviolet light, so it sterilizes them in there, um, and replaceable filters. They look pretty stupid, um, but if you're in the market for something stupid, uh, check it out. It is called Razer Project Hazel is the uh, the new thing. Thank you very much for that, uh, Thomas the Tom Tom Commons. Um, yeah, it looks stupid. <laughs> it's even got a... I tell you what, it's even got like a microphone in there, so it amplifies your voice. So oh, my outside God. Of <laughs> uh, it is the literal stupidest product I've seen this year, and we're like two weeks in. Well done, you guys. Um, <laughs> now, speaking of stupid products, uh, there has been a black-themed PS5 uh, that has been released or was released very shortly. Um, now, this thing, I, everyone complained about the colours of the PS, uh, PS5 when it came through. It's not a pretty-looking uh, coloured coloured unit. It's not very pretty. It's, it's <coughs> definitely different. It definitely challenges the aesthetic of everybody's lounge room. Yes. Um, now, <laughs> this one is a uh, was was picked up. I think this this company picked up about three hundred and four, I believe it was PS fives, and basically took them all apart and painted them black. Uh, what happened then was basically they sold out within seconds and the world is now a worse place because people are complaining about it. So, yeah, if you were lo- one of the lucky 304 people to actually get one of these things, good on you. Um, 
but everybody else has to suffer with the white for now. So it's it's, it's crazy. It's, it's a company that's bought a heap of PlayStation Fives and just painted them black, and they're selling for like what, like an extra hundred bucks more. Uh, I believe that was uh, significantly more. Um, but yeah, they, this this company basically does like coloured peripherals, puts new skins on things, that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, basically sold out of these black mods pretty, pretty quick. I know there's another a bunch of companies that tried to do like they do vinyl wraps around stuff. So you can um, you know, oh, yeah. buy these wraps and apply them to it. I know they've, they've got a bunch for uh, their Series X. Um, but yeah, they tried to get wraps that would apply for the PS5, uh, but they couldn't get it to work. So they basically said, we're, we're cancelling this. And I think Sony started legal action against a bunch of people as well. So I don't think they want to do it because they uh, other people do it because they want to sell their own shit. So stay tuned for this year. I guarantee you at some stage, Sony's going to come out with like customized colors for your PS5, only half the price of the actual unit itself. It's crazy. It's <laughs> Uh, it reminds me like when the 360 first released, like it was white and then you could go to your, your EB games or your game or electronic boutique or whatever the fuck. Um, and they had the, the faceplates that you could just take the panels off and it would be like a red fire one. And like, yeah. They're, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pre-made ones. I'm like, just do that. The panels come off your consoles. Just do that. And and the PS5 act like the the panels click off very very easily. I've done it myself. Just to have a look at all the bits and pieces, they click off so easily. It would be super easy to actually replace it. I know there's a bunch of people doing like custom paint jobs and on them and things like that. They don't even heat up enough for paint to be an issue on it. So I'm I'm super surprised they're not allowing people to do it. But it sounds like they want to do that thing where they just make all the peripherals themselves and the third parties can go fuck themselves. So very very interesting move by uh, by Sony. There. Yeah, uh, meh, meh. <laughs> I just I, I know a lot of people got angry that they didn't get a pre-order and stuff like that. Oh yeah, and look, you know, as far as pre-orders go, I know that they are not even taking pre-orders now for the next round of PS5s. No one knows when they're going to be coming out. It may be this year. It may be never. Um, they may be the only PS5s that have ever been released. So we shall see in due course. That's why Korg's playing a PlayStation Four in uh, Endgame. Because there's no such thing as a PlayStation 5, even in the future. <laughs> well, look, th- speaking of things that are coming in the future, Duty, that we're very excited about. There have been a number of games announcements uh, that came out in the last couple of days. The first mm-hmm. one uh, that I know you're very excited for. I'm excited is- for all of them. There's, there's two big <laughs> ones, and I'm excited for both of them. Uh, well, let's start with the first one. That's probably that, that may or may not be an exclusive. Indiana Jones uh, was announced as a game title uh, by Bethesda, and as we know, we talked about this last year. Bethesda has recently been purchased by Microsoft. Um, the, there are rumors flying around it may be a console exclusive for Microsoft um, for the Xbox and maybe you know, obviously PC as well. But yeah, may not come to PlayStation, which would be very interesting. Yeah, I was I was chatting this with former member of the show Ian, and um, it was <laughs> he who shall not be named. He, yeah, the MVP who left us. Um, but he was thinking the same thing as well, and we, you know, we had a bit of a conversation of will this be an exclusive? I don't necessarily think it'll be an exclusive. I think uh, it'll be like you know when when you played like Batman Arkham Knight on the PlayStation Four, they give you like exclusive skins or exclusive things that were only for PlayStation, and it was not sure, going to PC sure. and it was not going to Xbox. And I think they'd go down that route. Um, but would it surprise me if they do make it console exclusive? 
Not really. I don't think it's oh, really I'm surprising. perfectly fine with that. I'm um, perfectly fine. Like they like we've had a, a lucky run with it on the PlayStations where, you know, we've had the Uncharted series that was exclusive. Yeah, you know, if they do um console exclusive for, for Xbox, great. I mean, they get their own Uncharted, which would be awesome. Um so yeah, very interesting that it's coming out through there though. And they've got Todd Howard um associated with it as well, which is pretty exciting for uh, for that development. And it's done. It's being done by Machine Games. Now, Machine Games did uh, the Wolfenstein series. Uh, the yes, most, the most recent correct. iteration of the Wolfenstein series. Uh, I am beyond excited. Like, I'm just, I, I woke up <laughs> slapping your table, excited. Yeah, I, I, I woke up and you know I've been chatting to uh, you know a friend at Bethesda, um, and she was like, "Oh, what games do you want to cover?" And I'm like, oh, "Doom and this and that." And then when the next morning, when uh, Indiana Jones was announced, and I went, "Oh, and if it's not obvious, Indiana Jones as well." It's been, like, uh, fuck, since the original Xbox and the PlayStation 2, I think, since we had an Indiana Jones game. Like, I remember going to a video store and getting it on the OG Xbox. Uh, I'm curious if it's going to be first person or if it's going to be third person. Is it going to be necessarily as graphic or potentially as dark as the Wolfenstein games? Because Temple of Doom is pretty fucking dark. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm really, really excited to see what they're going to do. And look, Bethesda's fucking great at first-person shooters. Look at Doom. Doom is the most polished of polished things. And Wolfenstein as well. Like, there's no, at least to me, there were no technical bugs or anything that stopped my enjoyment. The story for Wolfenstein 2 was eh, and Wolfenstein 3 was eh, but the gameplay was solid. That's that's the big one is the story. But I think, um, you know, getting somebody like Todd Howard involved with that obviously has a bit of a legacy with developing some pretty awesome games. What has he so, done? Uh, Todd for, for Howard. The, for, for people who don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's the man. Who doesn't know who Todd Howard is? I'm not going to lie. The name rings a bell, but I honestly can't think of anything. Uh, I mean, a little, a little thing called The Elder Scrolls. I mean, that's pretty cute <laughs> i mean yeah it's pretty cool <laughs> yeah like, he, he was uh, involved with a, a lot of that stuff and yeah basically he's the director for skyrim he's uh, he's made a bunch of different stuff and now being associated with building something like you know as epically awesome as an indiana jones game mm. holy shit i mean he's he was involved with fallout series as well like he's he's got a legacy within games which is pretty epic um yeah and no, i think indiana jones is an amazing Amazing uh, direction for him to go in. I think he's he's the executive producer for this one. I don't know if he's the director itself, um, but yeah, it'll be if he's involved. I, I can guarantee you, you're going to get a pretty full on game. I cannot wait. I'm 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 beyond excited. Like <laughs> Indiana Jones, we haven't had an Indiana Jones game for ages. Wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it. I'm gonna Google it. Uh, Indiana- how, how excited will you be when they announce that it's Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? <laughs> now, I've never slapped a kid before, but I'm gonna. <laughs> uh, I think the last time we got a game was um, 2009. 2009. The Legos. Um, no, so- 2009. The Staff of Kings. Uh, it has a 55% on Metacritic. It was out on the 360, the PlayStation Portable, the Wii, and the Nintendo DS. Um, yeah, There we go. I remember <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb. That's the one I played as a kid, and that one was that was a bit sure. of fun. Um, well, look, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it's lots of potential to be a really good game. I think they've got all of the, uh, all of the building blocks to do something awesome with that, so that's pretty cool. Um, the next one I want to talk about is the other one that you're super excited for. I know um, is <laughs> is the new uh, a new announcement by Lucasfilm's Games, I believe they're called now, um, that they will be creating a Star Wars uh, Star Sorry. Wars open. 
World sorry, game. Uh, sorry, a what game? A Star Wars. <laughs> sorry, was. Uh, sorry, a what game? A Star Wars <laughs> uh, open world game, and they are they are developing that with our friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> Wow. Uh, they'll be developing that with uh, our good friends at Ubisoft. So, yes. Interesting. Uh, this game is being done by the developers who do uh, The Division. Um, so it is going to be an open world Star Wars game done by The Division guys, and I can't fucking wait. Everything is coming up, Millhouse, at the same time. <laughs> Within a day of each other, these two things get announced. It's amazing. Um, I, I think it's pretty incredible. Um, the, the the potential for this is 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 obviously massive, as is the name of the studio. Um, and it's it's really awesome because um, and overnight the news came out as well that obviously EA no longer has the exclusive rights uh, to developing Star Wars games. Disney's gone. Fuck you guys. We're going out to the market. Um, I believe they're still going to be developing some games uh, through EA, but they basically opened it up to the highest bidder. So if you've got a good idea and a lot of money, um, you can come in and uh, buy your license rights for uh, getting that. So very I, exciting. Yeah, to see that. I, I like that idea as well because Jedi Fallen Order, great game. It's it's also, yes. I don't know if it is in your news, Fuzzy, about the update for that game. No. Uh, it has a PlayStation 5 Xbox Series X update um, that... Excuse me, why we re-download that game? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so it's 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 that was that dropped like a night ago or two days ago. Um, but and uh, Squadrons did very well for EA as well. People are loving Squadrons. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of like the idea of of Disney or this Lucasfilm games or Lucas Games. That's 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 coming. Lucasfilm Games, yeah, is the, yeah. the official title now. Yeah, that that they go. Look, anyone can do a Star Wars game. Ubisoft, Bethesda, EA. It's like you want to do a Star Wars game. That's fine. You have to run it past us. I assume. I assume they have to run everything past them going what are you doing oh, yeah. what are you changing what's what but i like the idea of just being like rather than one studio that, that has so much pressure on it to produce and ea did have a lot of pressure to produce a lot of star wars games and they made yeah what, four they, in they 10 fucked years it up though they fucked it up they fucked that we've talked about that at great length they fucked up the rights to that royally and that's the what we got with fallen order and squadrons was their large ditched effort to actually produce something good and it's just it was too little too late they needed more of that and seeing the potential for those games to be awesome and how much people wanted to play them mm. um i think that's why they've gone out and you know ubisoft they, they make big games they know how to do it so good uh, yeah. a good market to be in i'm excited for for every for for what ea does next with fallen order because they are working on a fallen order i'm excited for indiana jones and i am Overly excited for a open world Star Wars game being done by the Division guys because that, as much as I hate the the the, the gun system and the 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 loot system in the Division, because it's like this is an MP5, this is an MP5. They both do the same damn. They both like you know they're identical weapons, but one does 0.5 damage better. I like the, I think that works in a Star Wars game because you can go yeah this has got a fucking different crystal inside of it for its blaster so it does extra damage or it does fire damage or whatever yeah. it's space you can get away with that shit where like in oh, real life you can't I, 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 I agree to an extent, but I would say that if you're going to do that, then the game becomes, it's about bounty hunters or it becomes about something other than like Jedi itself. And I kind of, I kind of want an open world Jedi game. I don't know. I don't I just, I think it's going to be a shooter thing. It'll be, it'll be interesting. I think you're right. I think it'll be a shooter. And look, I, I feel with the, uh, the success of the Mandalorian recently and the fact that they canceled a bounty hunter game, I think that potentially it could be down that road. Yeah. I'm, we will I'm, see. I'm no more is known at this stage. 
Let's move on before we get too excited and too distracted. Um, we had a massive apology come out today from CD Projekt Red. I did now, see I that. If you have seen that? Yep. It was a big five-minute video where they blamed themselves yeah. and everybody else. And then at one stage, they said things like, you know, our testing didn't show up that there was any issues. It's like, bullshit. Uh, but basically, they, they apologized for everything that was going on. Um, they announced that there's another a massive update coming in the next <coughs> 10 days. Uh, so their first major update uh, of this year they've announced a second update will be coming in the first half of this year as well um, and that the next gen uh, upgrades for series x and the ps5 will be happening in the second half of this year so you know look as part of my most anticipated games for this year um yeah cyberpunk that's uh, definitely on the list somewhere <laughs> to be honest I, I think i think you could and that is the, the theme of this week's episode but i think you could actually have that as a as a thing, because it's like, yeah, I'm looking forward to actually playing Cyberpunk to seeing it actually work, um, or at least for you on your on your PlayStation, but also seeing what it is as a next-gen title and how it compares to PC. Um, and also Absolutely, there's gonna be, yeah. There's going to be heaps of DLC, story missions, stuff like that. Um, yeah, um, I, I reckon that well, works. Yeah. Oh, look, they've got a big roadmap out for it now, so you can see um, when things are coming out roughly. It just kind of says, you know, Q1, Q2, that kind of yeah. thing. doesn't really tell you a date because, you know, they're, they're really shit at sticking to dates. Um, but, yeah, I will definitely not be playing this game again until it gets the next-gen update. I just I can't trust it. I've been too burnt, so I'm just going to savor it and just wait for that moment where I can play it with the next-gen. And it's all full next-gen glory. It'll be amazing. Yeah, it'll it'll be like one of those you know one of those games that like you know when uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint initially released, it was okay. A lot of people didn't like it, um, but yes. then a year later, it's fucking fantastic. So it's it's that's that's sort of what you know the big AAA games or, or some some of the big AAA games are turning into. Yes, that's true. Yeah, look, I mean, there's there's a lot of pressure for things to get right with those. So. We'll see. We'll see. Speaking of getting things right, though, um, one of the games that was actually on my list of most anticipated games for this year, mm -hmm. um, but has now has now received a big delay. Um, I only saw this about half an hour ago, so I'm glad I saw it before I announced it as my most anticipated game for this year. Um, mm. Hogwarts Legacy. Um, we did see a, bit, a bunch of teasers for this last year. This is, you know, open world Harry Potter doing oh, yeah. all those amazing, amazing things. Uh, they have announced that, uh, here we go, bah, 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 creating the best possible experience for all the wizarding world and gaming fans is paramount to us. Uh, so we'll be giving the game the time it needs. Hogwarts Legacy will be released in 2022. Um, I'm happy with that. I Yep, look, it, it's going to be the first... Harry Potter RPG where you make your own character and you pick the house and rah, rah, rah. It's sure. going to be a massive game. And I did not expect for it to come out this year. To be fair, it is on honourable mentions for my anticipated titles, but I, I didn't really see it coming out this year um, because there's so much, I think, that needs to be done. Um, and just like Star Wars fans, Harry Potter fans can be very toxic as well. Um, oh, yes, they can. <laughs> We won't. We, we've we've both spoken off the mic about Harry Potter fans. Um, oh boy! But like that, that's the thing with all fandoms. There's toxicity everywhere. But it's if you get something that has never really been done before, and this is the first game of trying to do something on that level, and you get something wrong, like you get something canonically wrong, uh, or something oh, isn't. Yeah. Uh, like people the lose their shit. Gay. <laughs> but like, yeah, w whatever it might be. Like for me, it was. Yeah playing Battlefront 2, and I'm like, oh, you know, I was flying around in a TIE fighter. I was like, oh, your shields are going down. I'm like, hang on, TIE fighters don't have shields. What the fuck? Um, what the fuck? What the fuck? Um, so, like, it's it's one of those 
they need to meticulously go through the data yeah. and go through what they're doing and have There's someone who is... they could get wrong. Yeah, and have someone who's a big fan and just and go through it themselves as well. I think, look, the, the biggest thing for me was that they, you know, if, if it's going to take that long, you know, it was one of those games that got announced, I think, or not announced, but shown during um, the PS5 launch games or like, you know, hey, here's all the games that are coming to PS5 real soon. And one of them was Hogwarts Legacy. Everyone yeah. got really excited about it. And now it's delayed by two fucking years. So... Don't show it in that fucking trailer then. Like, don't show it as part of the launch games for everything else that's going on. It's part of some of the other games that I'm going to be talking about today as my most anticipated. They were included as part of that launch video for PS5. Like, don't fucking show it if you're not going to deliver it in a, in a reasonable time within launch. This is two fucking years. That's a long, long time for people to wait for a game. It's not that long. Cyberpunk was longer. <laughs> Like when Cyberpunk was initially announced to its release date, that was like what five, six years. Yeah, very true. <laughs> very, very true. Uh, touche. We'll <laughs> touche. Uh, yes, we'll see how that goes. So yeah, Hogwarts Legacy delayed till twenty twenty two. No specific date, which is good. But um, they had promised to get the game right, which I'm very, very happy for. So I'm sure, as you say, all all of the uh, the potheads will be very excited about that being uh, delayed to the right time. Yes. Excellent. Um, now that is it for my news. Do you have any other news that you wanted to talk about today? Um, sh- no. <laughs> no. Perfect uh, answer. No. Yes. <laughs> well, while we're 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 umming and ahhing about what to talk about, let's talk about our sponsor. They are Culture Shock Collectibles, your number one stop for all of your nerdy collectible needs. Dirty. What have you seen on there? What's getting you excited on the Culture Shock store? Um, Hot Toys, uh, of course, have announced, they always announce that they're doing more Hot Toys and stuff like that, but they're doing the Shaw Troopers that are Mm. in The Mandalorian as well as in uh, Rogue One. Uh, Now, these figures originally released when Rogue One was was getting released. It was a big thing. People bought these figures. People resold the figures for triple the price that they bought them for because reasons. And that's how Hot Toys works. And and essentially what they're doing now is they're going, yeah, we're re-releasing the exact same figures, but instead of saying Rogue One, they say Mandalorian, which essentially makes all of the scalpers and the, the people who buy, you know, PlayStation 5s on launch day and sell them for $2,000. Um, I like to call them cucks. Uh, they, <laughs> uh, we get the chucks off the cucks because they get to re-release the figures. And that's essentially what they're doing now with the, the Shore Troopers. Um, so that's pretty cool. Of course, Michael has the repainted Boba Fett helmet from the Mandalorian. That is, I think it's 190 bucks. Uh, he also has the, the cheapest uh, Darksaber at $445, where everywhere else is $500. Um, so that's pretty cool. And my Funko Pop arrived, so... I was teasing and 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 uh, dropping dropping hints and knowledge like bombs, and it was that I'd bought all the lads for the podcast a Funko Pop, and I bought them the Ninja Turtles. Each each uh, host got a Ninja Turtle that matched their personality and their character, and mine arrived, and I got Casey Jones, uh, and it hey, is hey. fucking cool. <laughs> did he ha- did he have a cricket bat with him? Uh, he's got uh, all his weapons in his in his golf bag at the back of it, and Michael wrote on the bubble wrap saying, "I'll never make fun of golf again, or never uh, never take golf as a not serious sport again." It's <laughs> it's always fun ordering through Michael. Uh, there is a ten percent off code if you want that as well, um, and that is hidden in my Cyberpunk video. If you want ten percent off, Ooh. but if you want a free Funko, use in the notes section of your order. Play with each other and play with yourself, just like Phil from Some Like It Slab did, and he got himself a armored Batman. Good lord, that's pretty mm-hmm. nice. 
There we go. Well, thank you very much for that one. Uh, yes, thank you, Culture Shock Collectibles. Uh, check them out, cultureshockcollectibles.com. Uh, they're on Facebook and Instagram for all of these awesome toys that come out every single day. There's updates all the time. He's got his finger on the pulse of the plastic toys that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, now let's talk about duty. Let's talk about our most anticipated games for 2021. Uh, we're going to do uh, five, four, three, two, one, as we did last week for the top games of 2020. We're yep. going to do it again this year. Um, let's talk about it, buddy. Give me your number five. What have you got? My number five comes out in about a week, week and a half, and of course we'll do our darndest to cover it on the show because I'm a fan of the series. It is the probably the most replayable game I think I've ever played, uh, and that's Hitman. Uh, Hitman Hitman comes out basically next week. Uh, I'm very excited for it. I am moving at the same time that Hitman comes out, so that'll be frustrating because the Xbox will be packed up. But um, it is one of those games that the first time you play any Hitman game, whether it's the the old school ones or if it's the most recent ones in the series, the first time you play the levels, you have no knowledge, no hints. You don't know the movement patterns of security guards or anything. And it can take you like three hours to do one level because you're... you're, Your brain is just accepting and reading all of this knowledge. Like, okay, this guy goes over to the bathroom at the start, and then from the bathroom, he goes back and picks up sushi. So that gives me about a 45-second window of time to go and poison the sushi. And then he goes back to the bathroom to throw up. So I have another 30 seconds to get and wait in the bathroom because a security guard follows him. So it's it's this massive, massive game that does that. And I'm looking forward to more Hitman because Hitman is it's awesome. And, then, and the, the guys who are doing Hitman are doing a Bond game. It's like, mm, yeah. if you love Hitman 3, which Hitman 1 and 2 are awesome, it's like, well, next up is James fucking Bond. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, the Hitman games are yeah, just just fun to play. Like you say, there's there's all that exploration. Like you can go around and try a whole bunch of different methods to, to get into places. I'm usually the guy that goes in and tries out a level and the first thing I do is just like kill everybody. Um, and then, oh, okay, that's where that thing lives. Okay, that's great. That's where I need to go. And then I go back <laughs> and do it the stealthy way. <laughs> the, it's I find it's the easiest way to find out where all the secret stuff is. Um, but yeah, like it, it is a lot of fun to experiment with and try different things i'm looking forward to look i've always found them to be some of the movement options feel it feels a little bit janky for this super secret spy so i'm hoping that they yeah streamline some of the movement uh, options a bit but i mean some of the level designs in the last hitman game were just spectacular um, there's one where you have to like raid this house on a beach and there's security guards everywhere. Just fucking fantastic. Or the, uh, the Grand Prix, uh, where you have to raid that. So they're really fun as well. They just do, they, they have a really good sense of what the game is. So yeah, absolutely. Hitman, definitely an awesome game. And yeah, it should be a definitely a great new addition to uh, the game's library this year. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's it's one of those games as well that if you you know you finish the whole campaign, you you know you go you, as games always are. You finish something, you move on to something else. But they do the like the weekly challenges where it'll be assassinate this person. You only get one attempt. If you fail, you can't do the challenge. You, you can't complete the challenge. You have to wait till next week, or you have to wait till tomorrow to try again. Um, yeah, and I yeah. really like those things. Like, and they they change up the levels for it as well. So they use the same library or assets of you know like a a town on the beach but they go like oh there's a film crew making a big monster movie there so they like close off the room for the set and you have to like go through the set and get past the like the giant monster they're using for the scene and stuff it's really cool yeah they're pretty good (laughs) yeah oh looking forward to that one mate that's coming out uh, next week isn't it uh around the 20th of january off the top of my head very soon or very late depending on when you listen to this podcast 
Exactly. It might already be out now. <laughs> we might have already given our thoughts to it. Why don't you catch up? Exactly right. Uh, look, okay, that's great. My, my number five, buddy, um, I'm going to go with Deathloop. Uh, a game that we've seen a little bit about so far. Um, if anyone hasn't seen this game but has played any of the other games from Arcane Studios, it's pretty much going to be another Dishonored, uh, but less less knives and stuff and more guns. It looks amazing. It looks like a lot of fun. There's you're you're chasing assassins trapped in time loops. Lots of things involving death and going backwards and forwards and all sorts of stuff and jumping around and shooting people and killing stuff. It looks great. Um, some of the gameplay that I've seen so far has been fantastic. You sort of, you know, spawn in next to people and jump over next to people and snap their necks and also like the kill streaks look amazing. So uh, I, I've always enjoyed the Dishonored series. I don't know if you've played much of it. Um, uh, from- it wasn't for me. Yeah, no, fair enough. If you, if that wasn't for you, then this won't be. Um, it yeah, looks pretty yeah. much exactly the same, but it, it's uh, apparently there's some really cool multiplayer elements to it as well, um, which I don't know how they're going to interact with everything, but it just looks like a lot of fun. Very stylized graphics and action, and yeah, they they make a good game, and yeah, this one looks no different from those other series. If I'm not mistaken, as well, it's PlayStation exclusive. Is it PlayStation exclusive for a year, and then it comes to Xbox, or is I, it just PlayStation PC? I believe it's PlayStation ex- uh, like console exclusive to the PlayStation for a year, and then uh, out from there. So, look, I, I think they'll probably do a lot of those this way. It may even happen with that Indiana Jones game that we talked about, console oh, yeah, exclusive that, yeah. for a little bit, and then release it out to everyone else. Um, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Either either way, it's go- it looks like a fun game. I think everyone uh, should get a chance to play that at some point. Yeah, it's it it. Well, and that's the thing as well because it's a Bethesda title, and yes, it will go to PlayStation for you know for the first year. But when it hits Xbox with all Bethesda titles, I think they go straight to Game Pass. Yeah, um, that's right. And I th- yeah. I think that was one of the things they announced when um, Bethesda got bought out that that uh, the exclusive deals or whatever was going on was going to stick as it was uh, originally, and then they would change that for all deals going forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, yes, moving on. Number four for you, buddy. Number four. Uh, it might come as a surprise to you. It is again another Game Pass game that's coming out this year, uh, and it is done by a, a, a company called Fat Shark. Fuzzy, do you know about Fat Shark? Have you heard about them? Have you seen about this? No. Okay. <laughs> Fat- I was going to lie and make something up funny, but I couldn't think of anything, so I just said no. I've been uh, watching like that one episode of South Park just over and over. Have you heard about this? Have you seen this? Um, but it is <laughs> uh, Fat Shark did the Warhammer Vermintide games uh, and ah. fantastic games, and now they've shifted their attention from Warhammer Fantasy to Warhammer 40k, which is my fucking wheelhouse, baby. Um, oh yeah. The friend of mine uh, at Bethesda is a Warhammer Fantasy player, and um, I'm like, go play Vermintide. It's a lot of fun. But Warhammer Dark Tide is the 40k version of the game. It's basically the exact same thing, like a Left 4 Dead. Hordes of things come out. You have to move from one spot to another, manage your resources. Exactly like a good horde. Yeah. Uh, You're playing as the Imperial Guard in in this game, and it looks like you're going up against Chaos Cultists. Um, They uh, wouldn't surprise me at some point as well if they go, hey, look, we're also going to throw in a bit of Orcs or a bit of Tyranids or something like that. Um, It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. It's very dark and grim, just like 
you would expect from a Warhammer game. Uh, and it looks like as well, there's going to be, just like in uh, Vermintide, there's going to be a class faction in it. So one of you is going to be sort of an assassin. One of you is going to look like they have a plasma gun. You're going to be playing as one of the sort of the giant sort of, they're not giants, but they're like a half ogre sort of style character that the Imperial Guard is. I don't know what they're called. Sure. I don't play Imperial Guard. I'm sorry. Um, but it also, it's interesting that there's no space marines. So you can't, you're not mm. playing as a space marine, which is kind of cool because um, space marines against Chaos Cultists, that's a one way fight. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. It's, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. It is going to be one of those games that I'll play on the PC with with my my PC crew, um, and it just looks like it's going to be a load of fun. Um, so uh, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. It's coming to Game Pass. Excellent. There we go. Hmm. Okay. Now uh, my number four is my first PC game that I have uh, that I'm very excited about for this year. Um, yep. Evil Genius Two. Um, now I don't know if you have you did you ever get a chance to play the original Evil Genius? I think I recall you sending it to me once, being like, "Hey, you need to suss this out," and I never did. But please go on. <laughs> that does not surprise me in the slightest. Um, evil Genius is a game where basically you are an evil genius. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, basically take a you're you're creating your own evil genius lair uh, where you will do your nefarious deeds um, and protect your lair from all of the secret agents that try and infiltrate it. Um, so there's all sorts of stuff that you can do, like build up your base, set up traps, um, send out your dudes on missions. The more missions you do and money co- that you collect to build your base, the more um, suspicion gets raised against you. So the more these secret agents try and come and get you. So you have to defend your base based, uh, for these guys that are trying to come in and steal all of your stuff okay uh, so this is uh th- that game was done years ago i can't even remember how long ago it was it was such a long time ago um so it's been one of those favorite sort of strategy titles that um i just don't think that they've uh got round to doing again and but now they have and it looks amazing it looks like a lot of fun um as far as strategy games go it's just a little bit off the wall so um there's a lot of base building sim kind of stuff that you do with that but it's also that added thing of having these like super secret agents trying to infiltrate your base sometimes they come in disguised as like some of your own dudes and you need to set up specific traps and security passes to stop them from getting into your base and destroying uh what you're trying to build so yeah very cool little concept and um yeah very awesome little like the graphics and layout of it are amazing and you get to be your own sort of James Bond supervillain building a base. So I, that I think it's a lot pretty of fun. cool. Okay, yeah, there, that sounds that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, there's lots of like, you know, sitting up pits with sharks in it and, you know, spike traps and, you know, big fans that blow people into flamethrowers and stuff like that. So there's a lot of like really cool like campiness to it. So I think sort of campy 70s James Bond kind of thing, um, but in a strategy game. So yeah, I, I really enjoy it. Evil Genius 2, I don't, I think it's coming out pretty soon this year. Um, but yeah, definitely one of those ones to grab on PC because it'll just be a lot of fun to play. I might have to give that a look. I, I'm oh, enjoying a bit I more guarantee. PC gaming. I still haven't tried Dead Cells. You bought me a copy of Dead Cells for my birthday, and I still haven't played it yet. <laughs> look, it is a fantastic game. There's a lot of really cool games like that. This is, um, in it's again, strategy games. So I think, as with everything, I think strategy games specifically work best on PC. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, definitely one of those ones I would recommend if you're going to get it to get it on the PC. Speaking of strategy games, I uh, little little tidbit. I tried playing Gears Tactics, the Gears of War strategy game. Uh, oh yeah, it fucking sucks. Don't touch it. Um, <laughs> I I got physically angry playing that game, and I immediately uninstalled it and just went back to playing Gears of War Five. 
Yeah, <laughs> I've not heard good things. No. <laughs> loads of people are like, oh, it's fantastic, it's great. I'm like, don't make a strategy Gears of War game that's like saying we're going to make a basketball game in the world of Doom. It's fucking stupid. Yeah, I, I've seen a, a... It's been a really rough time for strategy games. I think they either go the, the direction of, like, Civilization, like those games have been out for a while and they keep releasing those. And if you're not into those, then it can be a little bit meh. Um, mm. So they're, they're mainly indie titles, but none of the, the, the sort of large-scale um, strategy games that we've seen in the past. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping that this one will sort of resurrect some of those games um, and yeah, make it a bit more of a popular... Uh, style of game to play so yeah looking forward to that evil genius 2 number three for you buddy number three for me uh, might come as a surprise to you i am i wouldn't say i'm an overly a huge fan of the series yes i do like to play the games um but the fan theory behind this game and of course uh, this game has a celebrity who has, has joined the cast of the game for this in, in iteration of the series that's far cry 6 of course, we have Gustav Fring, a.k.a. Uh, the Moff Gideon from The Mandalorian, uh, and I've forgotten the actor's name, I'm sorry, but he is in uh, Far Cry 6. Very excited and looking forward to that, and the fan theory is that the the kid of Moff Gideon is a young Vass from Far Cry 3. Yeah, I've heard that. Like, it's his son or something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, that's that's what the fan theory is going around at the moment. I think that could be a little cool to how they do that. Um, I did enjoy... I didn't play Far Cry New Dawn, but I played 5. Um, I like the making the character and picking the clothes and all that sort of stuff. I like that idea that they did. You don't really see your character, though. I would like it if there was a way to integrate your character to be more than just a... Yeah, you choose what they look like, but you never really see them unless you're in the menus and they have no dialogue. I'd like it if you... I think it was like Far Cry 2, you picked a maid character, and it would be cool if you mm. could pick a maid character, which determines what your character sounds like and their voice and their backstory, but then you can customize going, all right, I'm going to give him a beard, I'm going to give him some scars, I'm going to give him a trench coat, and that's like, yeah, you're playing that character, but you've customized that character to whoever you want, and he will talk like the character you've picked. Um, yeah, some of the customization options for Far Cry games have always like made me feel a bit odd because you never really see them. So yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like overkill. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, I, as always with Far Cry games, they always do fucking awesome bad guys. I, I love the oh, bad yeah. guys. They, they make the game work so well. And uh, I mean, we're getting uh, some some pretty fucking amazing work from uh, Giancarlo Esposito is the guy that you're looking for. Thank you. Um, yes, <laughs> uh, I mean as a number one bad guy in pretty much everything that you could possibly ask for. So looking forward very much to uh, to seeing what they do with him. The stories have always been quite fascinating with the the primary titles, so the the titles that come through with the numbers, and then yes. you get the the second ones that come out, which are nowhere near as good. Um, so yes, Far Cry Six. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm on board. I'll give it a play. Always give it a play. Oh yeah, see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I think you covered the last Far Cry game as well when on the on the YouTube channel as well. Yes, yeah, the, uh, New Dawn, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, which was just the pink version of Far Cry Five. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn. Um, number three for me is. Uh, oh, man, I mean. My top three got interchanged so many times because I just couldn't pick like three to one. Any of these top three, I would be happy at my number one spot. Uh, mm-hmm. But number three for me, God of War Ragnarok. Um, is, is that confirmed uh, to come out this year? It, 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 I believe so. It's it's There are strong indications that it's going to be released this year. Um, I believe it's going to be uh, the second half of the year. Um, so there's no actual date at this stage. But yeah, second half of this year is the... Uh, proposed or supposed release date for god of war ragnarok 
Um, we saw uh, the God, the original God of War uh, title coming through and sort of teasing at a lot of stuff. Um, there, you know, there was the uh, the post game sequence that was pretty amazing in that one. Um, just so much cool stuff in that. I think that there was just room for that to have like DLC, and they just said no. There's no fucking DLC. They're just going to make a whole new game. And God of War Ragnarok. Just, I mean, all we've seen is the fucking logo, and I'm just dead excited for it. I if did like that. Yeah, that little tease when you went back to the house and Thor rocks up. I was like, oh, and then it just stops. <laughs> yeah, like just, just so cool. The potential for that game. Like, it was an amazing game. It's one of those games that I went back and played all of the the, the after game, the after story gameplay. It's it's so amazing. I mean, I, I can only expect that if it's anything like that original game, it will just be epically awesome. So looking forward very much to that, uh, hopefully releasing at some stage this year. Oh, I mean, I'm not going to buy a PlayStation, but I can get temp- I can just pinch my brother's one to play it. Thank, thank I, think, God for that. I think you're going to have to. Just steal it and tell him, like, you know, it got, it got burnt or, you know, someone robbed you. I think yeah when I, when, when the original yeah when the original God of War came out Ian was like you need to play this so he just like tease my PlayStation play it and then give it back <laughs> definitely give it back as quickly as possible yes it is a fucking amazing game like what they did with that game was incredible um, so yes God of War Ragnarok man poor. could not get more excited even though all we've seen is a logo yeah uh, it's <laughs> it's nothing has been announced or anything it's just, uh, it's 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 going to be a console seller that's for sure. Hundred um, percent. Let's move on to yours, buddy. What's your number two? Number two, uh, we've seen no real gameplay from it. It was originally a uh, a limited time event in the game, and it will finally give me the excuse to actually have this game or potentially on my game of the year list without it being a cheat uh, pick like you always say it is. That's Rainbow Six Siege Quarantine. Um, so it was about two years ago, I think it was off the top of my head, uh, where they did a Left 4 Dead style Rainbow Six Siege, uh, sort of thing where it would be like, you need to go rescue a doctor or capture and hold a point and stuff like that. You do the same thing of reinforcing walls and all that sort of things like that, but it would be three against a horde of zombies or creatures or whatever it might be. Um, and it was pretty cool because you, it was exactly like Left 4 Dead in regards to they had special variants and stuff like that. But, of course, it being Siege, it was incredibly more realistic with its gunfire and its damage. The lighting and dynamic effects and stuff like that were through the fucking roof. So, there was one point I remember you had to go through, like, a hospital to find a doctor and to find stuff. And, you like, you know, a, a glass jar would just tip over and it's like, was that someone knocking something over? No, there's something in here. Like, it was, it was one of those horrifying sort of moments but just really entertaining um and i thought originally at first when they announced this game i'm like it's a bit of a cop-out just added as a permanent mode to rainbow six but if if they're doing a full like left for dead you know six full length campaigns that take like an hour and a half each to beat i think it's gonna be a load of fun uh and it's more rainbow six age i love rainbow six age yeah oh look i remember playing that game mode it's uh it's a lot more uh, I don't know. It, it feels a bit more story-driven, objective-driven. It's um, PVE, so I kind of think it's it, it's more. I found that to be a more enjoyable way to uh, to play Rainbow Six. I think it's it's a lot of fun and playing that as a full game. Absolutely, yeah. Give me some of that. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm very much looking forward to it. 
<laughs> Anything Rainbow Six, of course it had to be on your list. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, my number two duty is a game that, uh, again, I don't think you've played the original one. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn came out as part of the PS4 series. <laughs> not, and I packed up your game and put it in a box when I was packing up the room. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, they, they're coming out with, uh, with the next game in that series, Horizon Forbidden West. Um, and I believe this all takes place on the west coast of what used to be America. There's all sorts of ruins of like the Golden Gate Bridge and all sorts of stuff. A whole bunch of new robot dinosaurs for you to deal with. Um, lots of underwater action as well. I believe there's, um, uh, you see some video scenes with Aloy under swimming underwater and she's like, there's all these like robot dinosaurs underwater. It's fucking amazing. How they, they, it's like, I haven't played the game. I've seen little photos of it, but just, what you're describing it happening, it's just like, it sounds like a three-year-old has just, like, thought up this story, and it's fantastic. <laughs> oh, look, it's, it's so crazy. So, like, for anyone who doesn't know the story, like, essentially, it's set in the very, very far future, and they basically a cataclysm has happened to Earth, where, basically, technology is just defunct. And now, and, and basically, life has been... Uh, reborn from technology into like these these actual animals so all the animals are robots and living beings but living robots and it's just basically cave people dealing with these robots it's fucking amazing there's giant t-rexes and all sorts of stuff triceratops and swooping bird animals it's just it's such a crazy crazy world and you discover over the course of the first game why the cataclysm happened and how you can sort of stop it happening again. And yeah, this is, I believe just further exploration of this amazingly incredible world, um, incredible character. Like Aloy as a main character is just fucking fantastic. Um, you know, it just, it, it's just a lot of fun, like hunting robot dinosaurs with bows and arrows and bombs and stuff is just epically good fun. Uh, so, yeah, very much looking forward to returning to uh, the, the universe of Horizon with Horizon Forbidden West. Again, they, these are, a lot of these games have got like 2021 dates um, listed against them. So no firm dates, but uh, it's believed to be in the first half of this year. I mean, again, PlayStation knocking out of the park, just like God of War. I'm surprised this is higher than God of War. But you did say you three are the, roughly around the same. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like the, all, all three of these, like you can interchange them very, very easily. Like they are both of those, both God of War and the original uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, like just very much like perfect games within themselves. You know, they were released good. They had almost fucking no bugs and were just an enjoyable experience with great story. Like pff, fantastic. Love them both. I'll have to play it at some point, I guess. You're going to have to, buddy. <laughs> um, now, before we get on to our number ones, have you got any uh, honourable mentions? I do. I, of course, have uh, Back 4 Blood, which is basically Left 4 Dead 3. Um, so I'm I'm Stupid looking forward... ever. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing that. I have also seen some gameplay, and once a, once a friend of mine pointed out some of the gameplay, I went, that all the zombies, all the zombie character models are exactly the same. They're just wearing different clothes. Um, so that's it was kind of interesting. Um, of course, I had Hogwarts Legacy on my list, but, you know, 2022 now. Um, and uh, just to piss you off, I am excited for this... This year's new Rainbow Six Siege operators, I, I want to know what they're going to do. I want to see the updated maps, if they re-update some uh, some older operators. What are the new gadgets going to be? What are the new weapons going to be? I, like, I love Siege. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what Ubisoft does next with that. 
Yeah, absolutely. Like you, you always get excited about it, buddy. So, I mean, it's, it's a game that constantly delivers. I think every year it's considered for one of those like best improved games because they just continually deliver stuff for it. So, yeah, fantastic. What about yourself? Any honourable mentions? Um, the one honourable mention that I had in here um, is one that came out. I, I think we got an announcement for this yesterday as well. Big week for new for new games announcements. Uh, Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury. Ah, uh, sorry, Fury. Um, they they look like an amazing uh, new collection of uh, Mario games that are coming out to the Switch. I believe originally these were on the Wii U um, was where they got released, and yeah. I, I don't think it sold very well. Um, from uh, from what I can recall, it just wasn't promoted or sold very well. I think that's possibly to do with just the Wii U in general. Um, but yeah, I think that will be really interesting to see how that goes on the Switch. Um, and there's also the the rumored updates this year at some stage of the Switch Pro. So everyone's there's sort of rumors floating around that that's possibly going to be released at some stage this year, possibly for the Christmas season. Um, so an updated version of the Switch, which I would love to get because my thumbsticks are fucked. Yeah, just get yourself uh, one of those um, Switch Pro controllers. Those things are fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I do. I I got one of those almost immediately because yeah, the the other controllers are too small for my hands, my big oh, man yes, hands. Right. Um, so I've manhandled my controller into oblivion, and now it is no longer useful. But yes, the uh, new Super Mario three D World looks cool. Um, and yeah, you basically run around as Mario as a cat, so that'll be fun. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, Super Mario three D World. I did play that on the Wii U with uh, with Ian, and it is probably one of the best Mario games I've ever played. I've I've heard lots of stories about that being very very good. So uh, yeah, yeah, looking forward to see uh, how they port that across to the Switch, which will be fun. Mm. Um, now, buddy, let's do it. Yeah, number one. What are you most excited about for in twenty twenty one? As a complete surprise to absolutely no one, uh, the game Rainbow I'm most ex- <laughs> <laughs> the, the game I'm most excited for is Gotham Knights. Um, of course, it is a open-world Batman game where Batman is dead and you're playing as either Nightwing, Robin, Red Hood, or Batgirl, uh, and you're going up against the Court of Owls. It is a open-world multiplayer game where you can play the entire game with, I think, two players? Maybe up, up to four. I, I can't I, I can't recall. Um, but it is essentially that, yeah, Batman is dead. You guys have to now take care of Gotham. Uh, we've got to see some gameplay and some boss fights against Mr. Freeze. And the way they're doing the game rather than traditional Arkham games is there is a leveling system. You level up, you get new gear that you change out. And unlike the Avengers game, when you change your gear, it actually changes what the character looks like, um, mm. which I'm a big fan of. But uh, if you go and fight, say, Mr. Freeze at level 10, he'll play a particular way. But if you go and actually fight him for the first time when you're level 50, he has completely different move sets. So the game changes depending on your level and stuff like that. And uh, it's drop-in, drop-out playing with a friend. So me and, of course, Davo from Super Movie Bros, we've already dibsed our characters. We can't wait to just drop-in, drop-out and just run around Gotham City, you know, defending the city. We also <laughs> both don't think that Batman is actually dead um, because Ooh. nothing, no one kills Batman. But I don't. I think he'll be alive, but I don't think he'll be able to play as him. The big thing will be like, no, you're not playing as Batman because you've been doing that for the past, you know, three to four games. You're playing as, you know, the Gotham Knights. You're playing as Nightwing. You're playing as Red Hood. Uh, and I'm interested to know as well like uh, not only am i very excited for this but does red hood kill people because he uses guns uh so is it going to be like oh no he's got rubber bullets he doesn't kill someone or is it's like yeah his you know ultimate combo or whatever is that he kills people and if he does that in front of a cop maybe he gets a wanted level or something um so i'm, I'm really really excited for that that is being done by warner brothers montreal who did the arkham origins game which i went back and played last year and it's 
it's still not bad. Mm, there we go. All right. Yeah, it looks like an interesting game. I think we've seen a couple of early uh, like teasers for it, like character trailers for it. Um, yeah. Yeah, it looks, it looks pretty interesting. I'm, I'm, I just love the idea of being able to do the whole game co-op with a friend. Like you just sort of, and you ride around because you don't have the Batmobile. You've got sort of like, you know, bikes, you know, Batman bike sort of things. And it's, it's really cool because you also, the, the, the trailer for the game is like, yeah, Batman is telling everyone he's dead. Uh, that the the bat cave has been compromised and stuff like that, which of course it looks like it's li- it's you know giving us the court of owls, um, and they say use the belfry, which is a sort of a hidden bat cave, if you will, inside of a tower. But it's like the the technology in there is out to date. It's like it's an Atari compared to an Xbox or a PlayStation. Like it's out to date, yeah. out of date. Um, and you level up that the belfry as well, apparently. So I'm really looking forward to it. Everyone's got okay. their own special abilities. We see in the trailer that Nightwing, uh, not knowing, Robin has a short range teleporter. Um, he actually uses the Justice League's tower to teleport around the map for short range attacks, which is kind of cool. Um, I'm interested to see how both, because Robin and Batgirl will be able to glide around because they have capes, but how does Nightwing and Red Hood get around? Is it just grappling guns and acrobatics or what else do they do? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Very looking forward to it. Yeah, nice, man. It's yeah, it, it does look like a fun game. Definitely right up your alley. Hopefully, I'm just I'm just fingers crossed very firmly for you that it doesn't turn out like your your little Marvel Avengers thing. Like it just it becomes a more complete game rather than those short term missions. Yeah, the the DLC for Avengers. I, look, I'm looking forward to seeing what else they do. I want to see a Doctor Strange and how he works. The Kate Bishop DLC. It wasn't bad. It was fun. But as soon as I finished it, I was like, no point going back to it. Cool. I've unlocked Kate Bishop. I don't want to play Kate Bishop, but I want to do the story missions. They keep following. But it's unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to. I want to keep doing the story missions because they lead up to like this big end game. They tease this big end game esque sort of event. And I'm like, cool, I want to I wanna follow this. I'm interested in the story of this. I'm not interested in coming back every week and doing the weeklies and the dailies and all that crap. I'm interested in the story here. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do there. But in the meantime, I'll have Gotham Knights. Yeah, absolutely, yes. And, you know, well, hopefully about- they'll, they'll do some tie-ins with, you know, five cents, no, five gum and, you know, you can chew gum and... <laughs> Yeah, it gets a monster How it feels energy drink to chew and- five gum. <laughs> yeah, it gets to unlock some skins. It'll be great. Um, oh. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there we go. Okay, look, my number one again. Here just to, to reiterate, they were they were tied in with the uh, with Horizon Forbidden West and God of War Ragnarok. Gran Turismo Seven um, racing games are just amazing. I cannot wait. I absolutely cannot wait to uh, to get a feel for the next gen uh, consoles when they they get a proper racing game involved with them. Um, I know we get uh, we get access to the uh, the Formula One titles every year. Mm-hmm. They're fantastic. I'm looking forward to those very very much. Um, Neither of them yes. on our list. <laughs> I, I know. Look, they they look. I don't put sports games or the sim racing games on these lists because they. I know they deliver every year and they kind of yeah. they can tend to disappoint or not. These are like the games that I haven't played, I you know, or have loved in the past. You get one offs. So they're very unique within that. I still will play and love all of the sports games and the racing games, but to a different extent. But this one, yeah, Gran Turismo 7, like I've loved the Gran Turismo series. Um, they've done some amazing things in the past. It was one of my like first games that I got when I got um, you know, my PlayStation originally. Like I, I love these things. So Gran Turismo 7, what we've seen so far has been spectacular. I've started already um, playing some uh, some sim riding games, so bike riding games, which we will talk about probably on next week's episode. 
Um, but they are fantastic in, in the adaption with the um, the haptic feedback on the DualSense controller, um, the graphics and how it goes and, uh, at high speed and the things that they're doing with the environmental physics are amazing. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing how that applies to a Gran Turismo game, which is, yeah, you know, they're, they're always spectacular to look at. They're, they're fun and they're fast and they, they give you hours of, of addictive play. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to uh, to seeing that apply. Um, I know that you you probably haven't got into Gran Turismo in the past year, obviously being uh, not being on Xbox. Uh, look, I played Gran Turismo. Two, I, I had a copy of Gran Turismo two when I was a kid. It sure. wasn't really for me. And yes, look, I'm a bit of a the only real sim racing I like to do is with Formula One. But all of my other racing games, even when it comes to the Forza series, I will touch Forza traditional. But when Forza Horizon comes. That's, I jump on that because I like yeah, the yeah, Horizon yeah. series. Um, I'll probably give it a crack, but I don't think I'm necessarily overly excited for it or I'm going to you know run out and grab e- either or Gran Turismo or Standard Falter. Um, but I, I now that I've tr- tasted iRacing on the PC, I'm just like, I think iRacing is going to be <laughs> it for me. Yeah, oh, look, there is something different as well. I mean, we've got the um, yeah the, the steering wheels and stuff like that for the PC and the Xbox. That's that's fantastic. I, I'm I'm looking forward. Like, yeah, it will be a different style racing with the the controller, but the way that they are using these new controllers and the feedback sen- sensations and the the uh, responsive trigger actions and all the rest of it to adapt to new styles of gameplay is next level spectacular and yeah this one's going to be it is a uh, a ps5 exclusive title so it won't be on ps4 it won't be on the other uh, consoles it is coming out exclusively on playstation it just I, I can't wait from what we saw in the announcement trailers um and the uh, the full reveals they just it looks Oh, just spectacular so i'm very excited for that just the visual aspect of driving around like these hypercars very very fast around tracks and you know amazing lighting and all the rest of it i think is going to be fantastic trial mountain here we come i mean it's it's I, i'm it's going to be annoying as well that if you just like formula one you know we got fucking you know teeth dug into it but it's if you get this dug into Gran Turismo as well, you might have to get yourself another wheel. I think I might have to. <laughs> I might have to double down. Uh, but yeah, look, I, I think it'll be interesting to see how that goes because I know there's like force feedback with um, with the steering wheels as well, which is fantastic, and you can you know adjust those settings in the Formula One games. Like that's really cool. Like actually having a motor that's pushing back against you when you're steering, so you feel like the grip of the grip of your turns and what's going on. All of those things are really, really amazing. Um, it'll be interesting to see, like, you know, going back to, to racing with just a controller, how that plays. But, uh, look, I will be playing the absolute pants off uh, Gran Turismo 7 when that releases. Yeah. Yes. Well, there we go. That's uh, 54321 of our most anticipated games for 2021. I am sure, I'm absolutely positive, we did not mention a bunch of games on here that people are very excited about. Um, so please let us know if we missed your favorite game. Um, you know, they're not ours. So, yeah, whatever. Um, we're making the list, motherfucker. Um, that's, give us that's your how list this, on the community. <laughs> yeah, give us a call. I'll give you Duty's number. Um, it's 04. <laughs> no. Uh, no, look, um, we will be here all year reviewing these games and many, many others. Um, we're very excited to be talking about them as often as they come out. Um, so, yes, thank you very much, Duty. Always a pleasure, mate. Thank you very much for having me. 
And uh, look, we will be back next week, legal action pending. Um, I have been your host, Fuzzy Dan, reminding you that uh, if you are not having the best of time with all of your legal proceedings, uh, contact attorney at law, Mr. Duty Dutram, and he will charge you... Way no, money, money down. <laughs> no, money down um, for the worst legal advice on the planet. And this is Duty actually saying there was a great game that came out in 2020 that we never covered. Uh, it's a Ghostbusters remaster. First time playing it. Holy shit, it's fucking amazing. If you're a Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters fan, you need to check it out. It is fantastic. That's, that's what I'm